I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze... One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 5, Dave won't tear down his maze and he won't let Annie inside because it's too dangerous. To tackle Minute 5, we have Chris Frain and Rudy Thornburg of Open the Podcast Doors How. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. You give me a sense of that. This doesn't make any sense. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. Can I get a few words from you before you go? Hello and welcome to Open the Podcast Doors. My name is Rudy Thornburg. Whoa, 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 wait, what's going on? <laughs> Hell, man. <laughs> what? We are the hosts of Open the Podcast That's Doors. That's what I'm talking Hell. about. But this isn't an episode. We're not doing an episode? Doors, no, we're doing a weird B.F. Skinner psychology experiment. I've always wanted to. Um, Why didn't you tell me? Oh, duh. So let's back up. We are, we are the hosts of the Movie by Minute podcast, Open the Podcast Doors, Hal. Yep. Where And I'm Chris Frame. I'm Rudy Thornburg. And in that podcast, we examine uh, Stanley Kubrick's 1968 science fiction masterpiece, 2001 a space odyssey one minute at a time we're here in our studio but we're not going to talk about 2001 a space odyssey we will before and after uh, we record this but yeah. not we're not going to record that we're taking a little break yeah. we're participating in this this weird experiment with that i'm calling uh whatever the heck this is minute um so some disclosures here you've already listened to Minutes one through four. We're doing minute five of whatever this movie is. I haven't heard minutes one through four in the podcast. Have I. And I have not watched minutes one through four of the movie. I, I picture these those previous episodes of the podcast in a briefcase with the um, handcuff. Yeah. And uh, and spies we, like us style. Yeah, and we haven't we have not seen those. Um so some disclosures here, other than that. Um I actually, because I was contacted about this and I watched the minute uh, that we're covering today first, it triggered a memory for me of a film review I read. It was either last year or the year before. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is that movie. I'm not going to say the name of that movie. Ghostbusters. But I only have the vaguest recollection of that review. So I am not intimately familiar with the plot of this movie, barely familiar with the premise of this movie. Um, so that's where I am. And I managed to not mention any of that to my co-host, Rudy. I can vouch for him. He didn't mention any of that. Uh, so we, Rudy's watching this, watched this minute for the first time uh, three minutes ago. Yeah. I watched it once or twice this, uh, earlier today. And here we go. Uh, what we're seeing in this minute five, 
starts with the character Annie, as I understand it. And she is in the middle of a yoga pose. Rudy, do you do yoga? Yes, I do. Um, do you ever do something where you're upside down like that with your... No, my body, I don't think, would withstand I, that level of... Could, yeah. Neither could I. Yeah. Um, uh, my wife does yoga, and it's, it's pretty funny. Every once in a while, I will enter a room, and she'll be in the middle of a pose that just looks absurd. Um, the one time she was... I think she was trying to stretch out something in her back, and she was basically rolling back and forth on her side. It was the strangest thing. So uh, I, I'm familiar with yeah. this. Okay. With this, um, or, or she was trying to reach an itch or something. I don't know. What uh, if this film were like just a yoga tape? Well, that let's come back to that idea. Let's not come back to that <laughs> idea. <laughs> So she's talking to a, a, a disembodied voice, uh, somebody off, off screen, off camera. And, uh, and it turns out it's, uh, she looks over and there are these cardboard boxes all piled up. And they have like steam coming out of these vents that are built. I mean, this Whoa, is a really hang, on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Hold yeah, on. there's cardboard boxes, but that you're painting the wrong picture for the listener who hasn't okay. seen this. Okay. It's an elaborate fort. Like a castle, so there's I was like getting. But the, when you say a pile of cardboard boxes, they've already pictured the wrong thing. You have to, you have to say that it's been crafted and it's got these intricate elements. I was getting to that, Rudy. But you're already there. <sighs> Go ahead. No, you do it. Continue. No. So it's this elaborately crafted. Form. Oh, well put. With steam, for some reason, I, I'm that's disturbing. Coming out of the the sides of the boxes, it's got these little, um, uh, like stove pipes coming out of the the top of yeah, the yeah, like smokestacks or, or smokestacks. That's, that's smoke the word stack. I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, she seems mildly annoyed. Yes, that he's in this this voice is trapped in the boxes. I don't know if he's trapped. He's gone in there. He's of his own choosing in there. He's up to something that doesn't involve her. And that's why she's annoyed. And it's, you know, he's, his recording is taking place, not inside cardboard boxes. I mean, he's explaining that the space he's in is bigger than what it looks like from the outside. And he's, you know, the voiceover recording is, you know, taking place in a metallic, you know, banquet right. hall or something. It's right. not, it's not in the cardboard. He boxes. sounds like he's, very far away yeah and sort of the vocals are sort of process vocals the the recording is is sort of processed yeah um she, i'm trying to figure out their relationship because uh, she calls him dude and i my wife has never referred to me as dude well maybe your wife isn't into the whole brevity thing man um so i don't know if they're a couple roommates uh, has Brother your wife ever referred to you as, or called you dude no no see that's what i'm talking about no she doesn't like it when i call her dude either no she shouldn't <laughs> um so i'm trying to figure out are they are they roommates maybe or just brother uh, and sister maybe yeah i don't know we don't at know. this point yeah um uh workplace acquaintances. I, I just, although you wouldn't do yoga in someone's frenemies, frenemies, <laughs> the best of frenemies. Um, yeah, I just don't know what, what, right. what their relationship. Know. We'll find out 
at the end of this, or, you know, over the course of this experiment. I'm she sure. is upset that he's up to something, period. Right. And that the something he's up to, he's not explaining to her. Yeah. And that she's not invited to join. So that's the in, an indication that you have about what their relationship is. Were you a fort builder as a kid? Um, yeah, we had a couple of forts that my brother and I would routinely build in the house. We had two chairs, um, you know, that we would we could do a blanket over. And then there were a couple of times where we took like all the couch cushions we could get yes, and that's supplemented them about. with the chairs and like filled up the whole living room with like tunnels and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we had many forts, and since we lived in northern Michigan. Uh, in the wintertime, we could also build snow forts that had tunnels and things I, like that. We didn't get as much snow regularly in Maryland growing up. But when it did, it would drop like... Old three, Bay seasoning? Yeah. Oh, it smelled so good. <laughs> no, it would drop about three feet of snow. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's some good fort building. And it was always very damp. Yeah. And so you could make some really uh, uh, resilient walls. yeah. yeah. For that fort. Um, but I would say my fort building days were over by the time <laughs> I was 26. No, uh, by the time I was like 13, maybe 12. Um, I, I mean, of course, when Empire Strikes Back came out, it was all about snow forts. Yeah. I, every if it snowed two inches out, we would build something, collect all the snow from all the yards yep. and try to make one tiny uh, you know, echo, a lean echo base. Yeah. A snow lean to. Yeah. Those, yeah. those were the days. Yeah. Um, tonight on Fort talk. So uh, the voice inside the Ford is that of a grown man. Right. So it's, it's, I recognize the voice, but I, I was okay. not able to pinpoint the, the memory did not finish for me, but I was like, yeah, I know who that is. And I got some vague pictures in my mind about, you know, I know who it, who it is and right. you're not looking at my notes, right? I have not seen any part of you. You can't notes. even read my notes from where you are. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It's time to play. Can who's you, that guy? Who's that guy? If I listen to it again and then maybe a third time, take one guess, take, take three guesses. This will be fun. Is it Will Forte? That is a really good guess. No. Fortin with Will. And it, it would be appropriate, yeah. wouldn't it? But it's it's like, like I'm picturing, a, you know, who's the guy? Jason, what's his name? And it's not him because it's an older guy, but it's just one of those like barely quirky, but still conventional faces. It's like quirky enough that they get cast oh, in roles like this. You're, oh, you're so close. So, <laughs> I know it's not him, but who's the guy Do you in, want the, a hint? in the Bill Murray um, uh Who's the freaking director who does all those cute movies that are like this, that they have like fantasy elements in them, like Fantastic Mr. Fox? Who's oh, the director? Uh, um, um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman oh, is the actor. Thinking... I know it's not okay. him. Like, I never thought it was him, but it's somebody who has that similar caliber. I so thought you meant Wes Anderson. Like Those are the films. Okay. Yeah. That's how I was trying to get to Jason Schwartzman. Okay. So I'm thinking, uh, a, um, who was the American Office guy? Oh, oh, these are such great guesses. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Krasinski is his last name. No, I mean, I mean the actual star, the you know Dan and real Jim. life guy. Or what? Do you mean Jim from the? What's office? the actor's name? I don't know what the. Yeah, it's like its last name's Krasinski. John Krasinski. No. Do you mean Dwight from it? No, the boss. Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. You're, you're getting cold with that. No, I, I know it's not him. Do you want to know after all Let's this? Let's do the hint. Okay. Uh, frequent 
comedy bang bang guest mm-hmm. in the early years. Yeah, so the, the years show. I would have listened to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. All right. I'm still I, a listener so, of Comedy Bang Bang. Hello, Scott Ackerman. If you're he listening. was wearing a Comedy Bang Bang T-shirt yesterday. I can I can vouch for that. Um, so okay, then I know exactly who it is. And when I say Will Forte, it's no. a guy just like Will Forte. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're really warm. Maybe yeah. I'm just thinking of Will Forte. Isn't there yeah. somebody else who was on all the time back then who was Nick Thune? Oh yeah, I would never have guessed he Nick is, Thune. He is. Yeah, I recognize the voice in the. Uh, yeah. In the box. Thick Noon. Thick Noon. Yep. Uh, Nick Thune. Also I'm the man. Also of Extract and American Dad. He's he's done an American Dad appearance somewhere. I really like American Dad. And also Knocked Up. He was in that Never saw as well. it. Oh, wait. I think I did see that. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, Annie is played by Mira Kumbani. And she was in... A couple of films, one uh, previous to this, uh, Weird Lovers and Black Box. Okay. Yeah. Not I'm, bl- I am the context provider on our po- on our normal podcast. Yeah. So I, I got to do this. So if you want to edit this all out, feel no free. No way. Don't even think about it. This is gold. All right. So uh, what did you think about it, Chris? Um, this seems like it is a quirky well shot indie. I've seen a lot of indie movies that you know, indie where the sound and the the picture are just terrible. No, this is really well shot. Um, th- there's there's some cartoonish sound effects that are already cluing us in. Choo-choo. Yeah, there was something like that. Where yeah, there was a steam it, whistle noise because yeah. there was steam coming out of the paper right. towel. So I'm I'm reasonably Dude. confident no one's going to get brutally murdered in this, even though it sounds like he's been. He what does he say he's been trapped in there for three days? Right? He didn't say trapped ever. Oh, he said I've he been said he's in here. Been in there for three days. He right. left his cell phone on the counter and. Wow, you really you really picked up on the uh, the dialogue words? there. Words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm reasonably confident this has a quirky, light, light-hearted uh, feel to it. It's uh, whimsical. It is whimsical. Uh, you know, that's all I got. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. It, so I don't have much to say about the the film itself because we just basically stated yeah. the facts, and you yeah. know, it's you can't really argue with Chris's assertion that it's quirky and whimsical um yeah i have whimsical is the first thing i wrote under minute one followed by minute five I no i mean like oh like minute one as an hour first minute yes. like our first we'll episode doing, talking uh, about this movie yeah we got a couple to do yeah. so i think i was uh so the, the first thing i said out loud and chris was like oh you know you should probably put that in your notes because we can that way we can actually make sure you say it uh was fi- this is i was i couldn't believe this was five minutes into the movie i was like so we're five minutes into the movie and we're already at this level of malarkey. Um, and so uh, this falls into a group of a lot of other films that I have strong feelings about, both positive and negative. Um, and, but the, that's not, my opinion isn't really interesting. What's interesting is why do these movies exist? Like why have people made and watched these movies? So... I'm thinking of movies like we're getting into Wes Anderson territory with fantastical elements as well as reality mixed with adult drama, you know, and child fantasy. 
Um, so I put, uh, it's like Wilfred, Lars and the Real Girl, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and then yeah. you can go into any Wes Anderson movie. Uh, oh, also, um, uh, uh, Being John Mal- Malkovich. Yes, exactly. That's actually That's what a- I, when I watched this minute, I was like, oh, is this going to be a Being John Malkovich situation where Magnolia? he, he ends up trapped in another dimension inside an actor's brain or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that specific, but... Yes, there's, that is exactly what I'm talking about. There's something extra dimensional that I'm expecting to happen yeah. in this thing. <clears throat> so there's that. And uh, so that's the vibe I'm getting. And so like the, the the compelling question for me is, what is this genre of movie? That's Why that's do people make them? Why yeah. do people see them? And I'm not. that's not me saying there isn't a reason. That's me saying, well, this is a thing that didn't exist when I was, a bo- when I was born so much but started to happen around the time I was in my late teens and 20s. So, I mean, this is uh, late 90s and mm. 2000s. Is that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> so, so the phrase, I came up with some phrases to sort of to cr- try to get the conversation going sure. or just at least express what this movie was doing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, these films include sort of a, a facilitated through magic, a validation of male childhood. Um, that's... Another mm-hmm. phrase I that when I asked or when I mentioned that there's a grown man's voice trapped in or inside the fort, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what actually I, what Chris said of. the first time he ever heard recorded music. It's a grown man's voice trapped inside this little fort. <laughs> I'm just an unfrozen <laughs> caveman. What do I know? What do I... <laughs> I mean, so we're getting back to the idea, and this is a discussion. In my experience, my impression is that girlishness is more permissible for young women and adult women than boyishness is in for young men and adult men. It's not true, but it's it's a bit. I mean, it's not across the board true. Um, but when you think of maleness, you don't think of boyishness as much. Um, so these are films which validate the inner child of grown men in mm-hmm. a culture where feelings are taboo. Like in, in one childhood. of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That is, that's my. Uh, the appeal of that movie to me is that it's 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 a grown man, yeah. But he he's not only embracing his inner child, he is his inner child, yeah. And and uh, yeah, he's immature, and I like that the way he reacts to things around him, like the things that he likes and doesn't like. I mean, that's that's entertaining. It's like. Um, uh, Dumb and Dumber when he hits the girl in the face with the snowball. That's like that kind of entertainment. Right. But this strikes me as a uh, my my guess is that this is going to go much more in a Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind direction where he which was a pretty heavy movie. Yeah, it's and this doesn't. I don't think this has the heaviness of that. Not at least based on the mm-hmm. one minute we just watched. Right. I. I I feel like it may be doing something similar. So the scene I'm thinking of, and I work with young children in addition to uh, young adolescents. So the one thing I think of, because this is the only time I experienced this, is how um, profound emotionally, and it, for, for young children, there is a profound emotion associated with attention from adults. Mm-hmm. So there's that scene where Jim Carrey is like having his memory of being like hiding underneath the kitchen table mm-hmm. while his mm-hmm. mom's walking around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he's like thinking out loud, like, wow, this, I forgot what this experience was like. And he was talking about 
um, you know, when his mom's paying attention to him, that's like the sun shining on his face. Mm -hmm. And I think about this all the time when I watch the behavior of children and Mm -hmm. young adolescents in school. So I'm getting a similar vibe here and I'm not, I can't go anywhere with it because there's not enough in the film, uh, in the one minute for me to say, uh, I, I always, I always call into question and it's with every single piece of film ever. So I, I've never, I don't, I don't tend to say it out loud because what's the point? It's just such a non-issue, but you know, we know that it's nice. We, people complain about how we have, we have the same five celebrities in every single movie and every Mm -hmm. movie is just sold to us as the one with this celebrity in it. So, you know, until recently it was always Ernest Borgnine. (laughs) Recently. Sounds like you and the word recently have some catching up to do. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I always just think about, un, uh, I, I don't know what the, what's the best, I'll, I'll, I'll check my notes to see, to see which word I used here. Why does, um, yeah, I put unreasonably, but that's not the word I'm looking for. All, everybody in a film has to be, perfectly groomed and right. very attractive yeah. or, you know, reasonably eight, right. eight to 10 out of 10, Sure, you know? And, uh, so that, uh, I mean, you acknowledge it and then you, you suspend your disbelief and like, Oh, this is a world where everybody is handsome and spends two hours on their hair mm-hmm. or whatever. Everybody is, you know, mm-hmm. thin unless that's part of their character to be fat. Right. So, In which case they get a thin person that person puts on weight and then they win an Oscar because or, they put yeah. on the weight. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I can put on a weight. I yeah. can put on weight. Why, where's my Oscar? I did a really good job this summer with that. Where's my Oscar? If you mean Oscar Meyer. Mm. Wait, we're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's about all I've got is yeah. I'm skeptical that this is a good movie. I'm not. Yeah, I'm Sure. But, you know, I'm I'm a crabbier person than you in general. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably a little I've bit more I've caught you cynical. at a bad time. I'm having a great day today. Man, having a great day today. Doing some podcasting. So I don't know. Like, am I, I'm... Sp- okay, here's why I get crabby at this. Um, apart from uh, there being attractive people in every movie. Um, <clears throat> I think we only have seen one person in this movie. And you're already extrapolating her attractiveness out to everybody yep. else. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to be charmed by all this. And I feel like that is going to be a continuing theme. Like, oh, isn't this interesting? Isn't this cute? Isn't this whimsical? Isn't this, mm-hmm. I don't know, endearing? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be made mm-hmm. to be endeared to something. I would like to enjoy something on its own merits. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit, it, it feels like it's over the top, like some of the Wes Anderson moments. And I love Wes Anderson's films. That's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do. I'm just saying, I think viewers should be treated with a lot of respect. And when I hear choo-choo noises coming out of a, um, you know, a fort while the, the girl is on the outside and the, and the man is doing something, you know, on his own, I just don't know where it's going to go or where it's coming from or how they're going to tell us to interpret it, which I don't appreciate. Or maybe they won't do it. So that's where I'm at. Those are my negative uh, projections onto this one minute. That's what I'm here for, right? I I think I have a... um, I hear what... I acknowledge what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I think I have a less... uh, Cynical. Cynical uh, approach to 
the three random other minutes we're going to watch. Yeah. Well, and we're going to take and, a break. And then we're going to, yeah, <laughs> we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Uh, we will see this entire movie eventually, but. Oh, you it, will it, see this yeah. movie. Well, Rudy, you got any plugs? <laughs> yeah. Go see 2001. I <laughs> don't know. Go rewatch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a really good movie. So we have a podcast. Uh, we, we, mentioned we talked it about the, it at the top. Torture uh, these poor people. Called Open the Podcast Doors Hell. It's pretty good. Uh, check it out. It is on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Play. Yeah. And if, if there's something else you're using to listen to podcasts, let me know. Yeah, you I'll, can download any I'll, number uh, of podcast apps. Yeah. There's a ton of them. And they'll just reroute it through you yeah. know our thing or google so check that out subscribe to it if you like 2001 a space odyssey if you like stanley kubrick if you like science fiction uh we have a lot of fun with that podcast uh, as you can tell from our our uh, <laughs> modus operandi here um and that podcast we have some social media destinations we're on twitter at 2001 podcast we're on instagram just type in open the podcast doors how you'll find us and on Facebook, and type that in. We also have a listeners group called Space Station 5. And that's about it. We're going to catch up with you again at minute eight. Right on. Of whatever the heck this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> See you then. Thanks for listening. That was Chris Frain and Rudy Thornburg from Open the Podcast Doors Hal taking on Minute 5 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 8. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Chris Durkoch and Jeff Ferry from Jay and Silent Bob Minute taking on Minute 6. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?